Welcome back to another episode of MJ's Progress, Not Perfection, and welcome back, Kayla. Um, you were on about a year ago? Yeah, I think a think little year ago. September, yeah. And, but I think you, is this, are you in rehab again? I just completed. Is this your first time or second time since we talked? <sighs> Do I count the times that I've AMA'd? I mean, how many is that? It would be six total. In the last year? Mm-hmm. Now, for people that don't know, what's AMA? Um, leaving against medical advice. And how'd that work out? Oh, never well. So why did you keep leaving? Um, I had a lot of grief that I wasn't, I guess, ready to process yet at the time. Um... And just, like, wasn't ready to deal with the feelings that I had when I was clean. Why? So, we talked last September. Did something happen since then? Like, someone passed away? Yeah. Um, my uh, ex-boyfriend, the one that I, I spoke about a little bit on the last one, overdosed and died on June 24th this year. Okay. Yeah. And that caused you to go out again? It, um, it contributed to one of them. Yeah. But, um, that wasn't why I, I relapsed, you know, after we talked the first time. What was that reason? Um, so then I was living at this halfway house in Tennessee and I, you know, I had to put in a pass to go back to Charlotte because I had an interlock device in my car and I could only have it serviced in North Carolina. And so my friend and I went and I met up with my ex-boyfriend and we ended up getting high together. And I went back home. I was also on the Vivitrol shot when I used and I did not feel a thing. That stuff. Seriously. You didn't even get high. No, not at all. Yeah. For those (laughs) who don't know about Vivitrol, it basically blocks that from happening. It's so, very so. What's that? Very dangerous to to be on Vivitrol and try to use. Like it's a wonder I didn't die. Yeah, but and that's not when he died. Were you with him? Not when he. No, not okay. when he died. There's so much has happened. <laughs> so much. Um. So yeah, I I relapsed and then I, you know, finished my trip. Uh, got my thing worked on, went back to the sober living house in Tennessee and drug tested, obviously, like as soon as I got home and I failed it. Um, and you didn't so, even get the high that went along with it either. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but they, they kicked me out the next morning. So I was uh, living in my car in Tennessee for about a month trying to find a place. Um, and then one of my coworkers at the time offered me a place to stay. A lot of people actually offered me a place to stay when I was kicked out, but they were all like normal people. <laughs> and I, at that you know, point, you had decided you were not going to be normal people. Right. I at that point, I was like, "Fuck it," because I, you know, I was you're like, like Marty out. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, didn't, yeah, not a good choice. But yeah, I kept, I found a place, a, a person to get drugs from in Tennessee, kept doing that, and all these people that wanted me to live with them, I'm like, I'm not gonna, 
overdose in your bathroom and have you find me. Like, I'm not doing that to you. I've done it to so many people before. And like, I'm like, I'm not doing it. But eventually this girl just like got to me. She's like, I don't want you living in your car. Like, please come to my house just for like a month or however long you need. So I ended up staying with her for a month. Did use in her bathroom. Feel terrible about it. Um, But yeah, so I ended up getting this apartment in Tennessee um, in Nashville in November of last year. I moved my boyfriend into it with me. That lasted about a week until I just got pissed off one day for no real reason. I just got angry mm. out and I God, I feel horrible about it now. Like I feel like I regret it now, honestly, but anyway, I kicked him out. So I lived alone in the apartment up until, um, about like a month and a half ago until I came here, but I kept getting high. Um, I think I started going back to treatment in December of last year. I, uh, yeah, we were going to talk right before that. Yeah. Like, I think we were supposed to do like a catch up right around that time that you were about to go away because you were like, oh, yeah, I'm not good right now. I can't really talk. Yeah. So yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I made from two places, very like all in the same month. And then ended up at one that was fantastic recovery, like unplugged. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but fantastic rehab. Um, and I stayed sober clean for six months after that. And we're not like, I'm, I'm not sure why I relapsed this last time, but I know why I kept going because I relapsed just days before he passed away. Um, I had blocked him like three weeks before he died too, just because he said some stupid shit that pissed me off mm. and I feel terrible about that too. I mean, I was going to unblock him eventually, you know, it's just kind of what we did just blocking and unblocking and talking and not talking. But, um, but then I relapsed just like days before he died and I, my plan was who knows if I really would have, but I was planning on stopping. I did it once. Or, you know, one bag, one day. And I was like, that was stupid. Wasn't sick. Um, You know, went like a few days without doing anything. And then I found out about that. And I found out in the middle of the night. I tried to call my mom. I tried to call my friends. Didn't really have friends at this point. Like during that six months, I was not working a program. That's important to say. Was not working a program. Did not have a sponsor. Was not going to meetings. I was working off and isolating myself. So when that happened, I had nobody to talk to about it, really. Like, I had my mom, but, you know, I needed somebody who understands, like, what's going on in my head. Um, So I called my dealer and just continued getting high for, God, up until August 12th. Yeah. So So what was it August 11th that made August 12th different? Um... God, I finally got sick of, like, I feel like I'm truly fucking tired of it. You know, before I said, you know, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And like I was, but I never really felt like this was the last time. Like, I always felt like I have another one in me. I have another one in me. Like, I know that I don't anymore. And I think it took losing somebody that close to me, 
because I've lost people before and it's still, you know, I still had that idea in my head that it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. And then that one that's just too close makes you realize how close that last time. How easy. Yeah. So. So, so what brought you down to Asheville? Um, So I went into this detox place in Tennessee and just decided that I needed to get out of there because I had no friends. I had no job at this point because I got, oh, I got laid off from my job the same day that he died. So, you know, ran out of money, was about to be evicted from the apartment. And I wanted to be closer to my family and to his family because we're actually on like very good terms, which I was super grateful for. Um, But I didn't think that Charlotte would be a good place to be right now. So we settled on Asheville. Um, and yeah, after I completed about 20 days of detox and residential in Tennessee and then transferred up here for 30 days of PHP and, uh, just finished, I just got out yesterday. (laughs) So I'm relocating up here. I'm in a hotel room right now for like the next day or two until my apartment's ready, but I'm in IOP as well through the program I'm actually working a program now I already have a sponsor I actually share our meetings now which is crazy yeah when you actually participate in the meeting yeah doesn't it feel much better walking out of there whenever you participate yes I'm I'm shocked I I um I started going to meetings over five years ago I've been to thousands and I've shared three times up until this last go around. And now I can, it's more than two hands the amount of times I've shared. I shared every single meeting I, if I can get a word in now. Yeah. And it feels fantastic. Like, now you're like, oh, that's why everybody's been talking all these years. Mm-hmm. It's all starting to make, I thought it made sense, you know, and now it's, it actually makes sense to me now. Like I understand it now. Not yeah. fully, you know. Well, it- I think you get more out of it that way because you make it more personal to you. When you're not speaking in meetings, you're thinking. And when Mm -hmm. you're thinking, you start internalizing everything. And then anything the speaker says, you can say, oh, that's not me or that's me. Or it's up to you to actually contribute in the meeting and be like, I want to be here. I want like, it's easy for me to relate to you, but it's easy for me to not relate to you. I can be like, oh, well you know, she's a woman, so we're not the same. Or I can be like, oh, we're both addicts, so, so we are the same. We both like we both like downers and opiates, so we are the same. As opposed to find different reasons to, you know, talk yourself out of participating in the meeting or talk yourself in, I definitely think it's easier to talk yourself out, especially when you're not talking out loud. Because when you know you're going to share, you're actually paying attention to what everybody's sharing about because you want to be able to tie in to the theme of the meeting, whether the meeting's a big book study or whatever kind of meeting. Maybe it's a shared meeting where everyone gets three minutes and you do a round robin. Like, I've seen those kind of meetings, too. Is that what you mean? Do you have, like, those meetings? Oh, no. (laughs) No? Oh, it's like... God, last night I went to a huge one. Like they split it in two and there was probably about 70 people in there and I still shared. And that is just out of character for me, out of old character for me. 
Um, Anybody come up to you after any of the meetings and say, oh, what you said I relate to? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now you get it. Because before Mm -hmm. you'd be the one going up to somebody saying, that was really, I related. But now you're actually speaking for people. I wouldn't even do that because my anxiety was so bad that I couldn't. Yeah, I would go in, sit down, walk out. And that was it. I don't want you to think, I just realized, like, I haven't slept, like, in days, and I just realized in my eyes, I'm like, oh, my God, I look high. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am so tired. Um, but I wanted to catch up with you, and I figured this would be a good way to catch up. It wasn't, like, I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing now. Like, because yeah. it, it's so hard to do if you're what's the word and you're not participating in your recovery it makes Mm -hmm. it really hard but the fact that you're participating shows like even doing this again Mm -hmm. even sitting down and being open and honest about what happened and why those are hard things to do so i definitely commend you for that because it's not easy to come on and say yeah i was on before yeah i messed up then and then i messed up again and I'm going to mess up again. Did you get new ink? <laughs> that that tattoo there? Oh, this, okay, this is fake because I rehab, it's fun to do this. But I did get um one on my leg yesterday that says, fuck Fent. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm literally getting yeah. my middle fingers. I'm getting, my wife has MS, so I'm going to get an MS ribbon on my middle finger. And then I'm going to get the, you know, purple ribbon for um, addiction or whatever, like on my other middle finger. But I like the yeah. idea of having different fingers, like for different things. You know what I mean? And my wife just got yeah. a tattoo machine. So yeah. we've been having fun at home. And it was my birthday this week. So, like, I got to get a tattoo for my birthday and a tattoo for Bob's Burgers. I could be like, hey, stencil this up real quick. <laughs> So she's still learning, oh, but awesome. I have I have like forty random tattoos. So I told her, <laughs> you give me a bad one, it's not gonna be that big of a deal. Like it is what it is. You can give me a bad one, people are not gonna notice. You'll be able to fix it eventually. Keep right. keep practicing. I'm, I don't care. I'm still think, down to be some practice canvas. Like, yeah. Anything. Yep. Just put it on. I said my back. I said do it on my back so I don't have to look at it. But one yeah. Yeah, those are the ones there. But thank you, Kayla, for sitting down and talking to me again and being honest about how hard it is out there. But yes. I think your testament of it's not easy. It's not getting easier. And no. it just gets you tar- more tired. And But it takes what it takes. It does, yeah. So I look forward to seeing you post more about your recovery because when you're not posting, you're, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> People thought I relapsed because I stopped making episodes for a while. No. And I'm like, you, you just don't under, like, it wasn't like that at all. It was that I was so tired. Like I said, my wife has MS. I take care of her and I take care of our, we have a kid and I don't even have time to take care of myself most of the time. That's why I don't sleep. Like, you know, every day is 
something different with MS. I thought I hated addiction. Like, I, I thought I hated what addiction looks like until I saw what something like this looks like. Like, yeah. I, it's it's so humbling. But at the same time, like, you know, it's progressive. So it's not great, which means I don't... Like, I was an insomniac before, you know, MS entered, <laughs> MS entered my life. And now it's like, if I sleep eight hours in a week... God... Yeah, there was one point in April I was awake for eleven days straight. Oh, I would lose my I lose. And then I and then I slept for five hours because Ambien worked finally, but I only slept for five hours when I was up for another five days. Oh, it was the longest half a month. Like, I and they finally got me on sleep meds that kind of work, but sometimes it's all it's all or nothing. I either get eight hours. Or I'm awake for a couple of days, and yeah. So I apologize. I didn't even realize how not how bad I looked, but like, you know, you're looking in your camera, and I don't. I'm not the kind of guy that's like, ooh, look at me in the mirror. <laughs> like I'm, so I'm like, man, I am exhausted. So I just. Oh, you're I pre- fine. But I appreciate you sitting down because I'm gonna put this out real quick as an update episode. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp. If you are looking for therapy and not able to get something right away locally, you can do that with them within 48 hours. You can find a therapist to get on telehealth with you. I mean, it's I haven't heard anything but great things from people that have already done it that watch my show or listen to my show. If you're looking to get 10% off your first month, you can go to betterhelp.com backslash MJ's PNPMCA. That is betterhelp.com slash MJ's PNPMCA. And just giving people, and I'll, I'll make sure I link up if you haven't seen her first episode and her whole story. Because this is, like I said, a comeback story. She was on last September. I'll make sure the link is in the description to watch or listen to the original episode that you were on when you were coming from Tennessee. And I think you were in a basement. I was in a basement. And now you've (laughs) upgraded to a hotel room. (laughs) Yes, but I will be in a nice apartment soon on Tuesday. (laughs) Asheville's a cool city. Asheville's a cool city. I just spent like $300 on like crystals and just shit today. Like, and my I wife has my wife has like an altar on wheels <laughs> because we didn't have room for it. Like we had to move our bedroom into our living room for her. And so she couldn't get her altar like from her dresser. So we got like this like thing that's on wheels and she has an altar on wheels now that she wheels in for like the full moon last month and all that. And then she does tattoos right on her bed in our living room. <laughs> I'll just lay in bed watching Bob's Burgers. As Do you watch Bob's Burgers? I do. You know the tattoo Bob has? It looks like a, like a nose. It's on his back. And it looks like a nose kind of. And it was in the Equestrians episode when he gets dressed up like them. And they give, I have that tattoo on my back now of, from, that Bob has. I got something from Goodwill Honey, and I got so many random things, like, in the last, it was like a present I bought myself for my birthday. Nice. What, a tattoo machine. But, yes. Do you want, do you want to see the tattoo I got? Yep. Okay, 
Always. If I can, can I flip the camera on this or no? Oh, yep. Yep. It's oh, in yeah. the bowl, so. But yeah, it's in the wrap. Yeah, that's, how, how'd that feel? It actually didn't hurt. Yeah. I thought it was the worst one. It didn't hurt. Yeah, and that's <laughs> on your thigh though, right? Yeah, like a little, like a couple inches above my knee. Yeah. Like it it really like I know people say like oh tattoos don't hurt like they hurt but this one really didn't hurt that bad. I get worried sometimes if they don't hurt like are you going deep enough in my skin like when yeah. they don't hurt because we had one gonna... if you can kind of you can't even see it it looks like a branding on me you see it right here uh-huh it looks like I was branded like the C is Damn. still there the C is there but yeah that's from my favorite podcast, Two Bears, One Cave. And I got, but so, I mean, it'll be there for her to fix. Right. You know what I mean? And it is what it is. These are all just practicing. And it comes with practice skin. That's the creepiest part about, like, you get this fake skin material that you can practice oh. on and all that. And then you can erase. It's really cool. I've been watching a ton of videos with her <laughs> on YouTube and shit. But, but yeah, oh, good. Um, I forgot to mention I uh, it's I mean obviously it's not a for sure thing, but I am going to try to get a job in four and a half months at the rehab that I went to last, and my therapist there and many of the techs like all think that I have a very good shot. And I think you keep sharing too. It's gonna really help you. Because they're people are gonna hear you and know who you are, you know. That's especially when you're in a new area. Yeah. Like, like how you're in a new city, definitely hit up different meetings. You know, go to this meeting in this side of town. This meeting, if I if you can find an all women's meeting, go to one of them. That's I bet where you. I found my spot. And I bet you that area has a cool young people group too. Are you in AA or you don't have to say? So there's really good, um, the YPAA, um, you know, the young people AA, you ever hear that before? Yeah. Yeah. So that might be big around there also because of the age. Like there's a ton of like, feel like 20 somethings down in Nashville, right? Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Durham for a year. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember I've, I've been down to, I think Charlotte was as West as I went. But I heard Asheville's cool. So oh, it, it's it's dangerous me being here just with all the little cute shops. I'm yep. not gonna have a dime of my paycheck left after bills and all that. <laughs> You'll be it's, okay. There's worse ways to spend your money. That's what I kept telling myself today. I'm like and I could be much worse than this. So I, I can see how I've seen how the obsession of the crystals, like how that builds and exp like and then there's more and more than it's the witchcraft stuff. And then yeah. the whole nine <laughs> yards, yes. like doing spells and shit. Do you do spells? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, love Wait. <laughs> I knew it. I decorated my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's the shell. It has a yep. shell. But yeah, here's a few little jars. I knew it. There's some like bay leaf ashes. Yeah. <laughs> I I knew it. I not that you're all the same, but yep. Oh, but yeah, this one's in her sobriety. 
That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome to see. Because I'm I'm like that's that's all the stuff that I we put on her altar. What kind of pod is that? Menthol jewel pod. Oh, it's a jewel. Okay. Because I looked at first, I'm like, oh, tell me she has the same vape too. <laughs> so no, jewel for like five years now, six years. Might as well quit. I know it's too much. I, I'm four. I'm four years clean. And I'm just now quitting cigarettes, and I I take um, Wellbutrin for to help me quit smoking. Oh, and, and I've cut back to like five a day. Okay. So and and I'm and I'm talking cig and sometimes those cigarettes I smoke half of, so I'm really cutting down on how much I smoke. The only thing I only time I smoke more is when I'm in the car. I can't. I have to like get in the car and let up a smoke. Yeah. But it's crazy when my kids with me. I I don't and I don't mm-hmm. even think about it. But yeah. the second he's not with me again, I'm dropping off at school and I'm pulling away with the cigarette being lit. They're yeah. dropping him off at school. So I don't like I really don't even care. I think I could honestly I could switch to one of those essential oil um vapes that have no nicotine or chemicals in them and I'd probably be fine. It's more just like doing it. The act of I really I mean, I know nicotine, you know. There are withdrawals that come with that, but I've said to my wife, if you want to quit, start smoking cigarettes again, because you, you conveniently can smoke that right now and anywhere. But if I'm anywhere, I need to, I need to step outside and have a smoke. And that's a pain in the ass sometimes. So I, I said to like one of our good friends that's always hanging out with us. And she kept saying she wanted to quit. I'm like, well, have one of my cigarettes. You're going to hate it. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> you're you're going to hate smoking again. So switch back to cigarettes and you're going to quit real fast. So I know when I'm like down to like three a day, I'm going to change my packs to like L&M's. Mm-hmm. This way they don't taste as good. And yeah. then I'll force myself out of it that way. Because I know there's a there's a dude that's an old timer um in my area and he always says i never quit anything i stop starting mm. because i don't know how to quit anything but i know how to mm. stop doing things yeah and he's like i quit smoking cigarettes 30 years ago but i couldn't stop smoke i couldn't quit i just had to stop starting again and that made a lot of sense to me i was like oh you can just do that yeah <laughs> man you could just quit you can just, but it's all about that mental thing of what you tell yourself. So, but awesome. Thank you again, Kayla. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank all you. All right. See you. Bye.